Well, good morning. Oh, let's, let's try that again. Good morning. How's everybody doing this morning? Uh, Pastor Tim is actually out of town. Pray for him. His good friend, Richard White, Pastor Richard White, he goes by preacher, a man of, um, of faith, actually passed away on Thursday. And Pastor Tim has actually uh, been over there out of town with the family, ministering to, to that family. You know, it's, it's one thing when, um, when you lose a loved one, usually you go to your pastor, right? You usually go to, uh, or he comes to you and prays with you. But when a pastor actually loses someone, it's another ball game. And Pastor Brad White is over there. It was his father. Uh, you may not know who uh, Preacher was. He was uh, not just a mentor and a friend to Pastor Tim, but he was also one of our board members here at Momentum. So pray for Pastor Tim as he ministers to them. He's going to be doing um, the celebration service on Tuesday over there, and uh, he would greatly appreciate it. Some of the guys here on our staff, they're going to be um, traveling to see them, to minister to them. So you be in prayer for them. Uh, today we're going to be, we're going to continue our series on fasting, and we're going to be in Second Chronicles chapter 20. So if you have your Bibles or your phones or iPads, uh, if you would just get them out and uh, turn to Second Chronicles chapter 20. And what we're going to do is we're going to look a little bit at what, what we studied last week, what we looked at. We're going to do a little bit of a recap from last week, and then we're going to move the story forward. Okay, if you've been watching, if you've been following us online, we're so glad that you've been following us and we want to welcome you. We are thrilled that you guys are following us. You guys may not know this, but we have we are averaging about 50 people per gathering. Isn't that awesome? 50. Oh, you guys can do. Thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate it. You can do better than that. It's about it's about what? A hundred people every week following us online. And so if you're in the area, we would love to connect with you. If you're in the Pensacola area or Navarre, Cantonment, Gulf Breeze, we'd love for you to experience Momentum Live. And uh, we want to connect with you, get to know you, pray for you guys. Um, but yeah, that's, that's incredible what God is doing. So Second Chronicles chapter 20. I was, um, you know, I was trying to come up with one word that would describe this whole story. And it was, it was tough because I thought, I thought of the word courage. I thought of the word passion. I, I thought of the word vision, of determination. And, um, and uh, you know, it was like, man, I, I don't know if I can come up with one single word because this story is about a little bit about all those things, all those words. And so um, I thought maybe if you are beginning this year and uh, maybe you're here and you're saying, Pastor Alex, you know what I need in my life right now more than anything else is a little bit of courage. Man, I'm facing these two people at work, or the, you know, and it's, they, I feel like they're uh, taking advantage of me. I think they're abusing the system. Would you, would you pray for me? Because what I need is the courage to face those people in 2015. Uh, I'm not really sure that I stood up for what's right in 2014, and so I need the courage for in 2015. Would you pray for me? Uh, maybe, if, maybe you're here, and what you, you're saying is, Pastor Alex, what I need is a little bit more faith. I need a little bit more faith to believe God for the impossible. Maybe there is a son or a daughter um, that's in trouble. Or maybe they're, they're headed the wrong way and you're praying and you're, you're in your heart. You feel like, okay, God, it's going to take, take a miracle for them to come to know you. For them to, to, step, you know, to step over the faith of line, of the line of faith. 
Maybe you're here and you're saying, God, I'm dealing with my ex. And you know the finances and you know the lawyers are involved. And God, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm waiting on you. And it's tough right now. And I need your help. Maybe you're here and um, maybe nothing, nothing really bad is happening. Maybe you're here and you're, you're thinking, you know, nothing really bad. But nothing really great is happening either. And you're going through this, this cycle, this mundane cycle of nothingness. Have you ever, have you ever been there? It's like you just go through a routine. You wake up in the morning. You go to work. You come home. And it's just like the same old every day. And maybe what you need in 2015 is a greater vision of what God can do in your life. Second Chronicles 20 is a great place to get started. If you need a little bit more faith, if you need a little bit more courage in your life, man, there is, I'm so thankful to Pastor Tim that he started us on the right track. Second Chronicles chapter 20 talks about all of these things. And so I'm going to, we're going to go ahead and get started. And uh, last week we looked at this guy named Jehoshaphat. Can you guys say that with me? Can you say Jehoshaphat? You can do better. Let's try it again. This time, let, let's say Jehoshaphat, but with, with a little bit of an accent, okay? I was born in South America. I have a little bit of an accent. So this time, let's just say, let's put some energy behind it, all right? You ready? T- turn to your neighbor and tell him, we're going to learn some things about Je- Jehoshaphat. <laughs> awesome. That's good. Much better. Thank you. So, so this guy, Jehoshaphat, he's 35 years old, and uh, he's a king. He's a king, and he finds out that there are three nations that are coming together, and they're on their, on their way to obliterate them. And the Bible says, the Bible says that this guy, Jehoshaphat, he, he was shaken to the core. I mean, like, he didn't know what to do. And it, this guy was not like, you know, he was no dummy. He was 35. He was pretty young, but he's leading a nation for a reason, right? And so he's... He hears, in fact, let me show you real quick, in 17, chapter 17, a couple of chapters before chapter 20, um, as soon as he becomes king, this is what what he decided to do. It says that Jehoshaphat was the next king, and he started out by working on his what? What's those two words? On his defense system. Right off the bat, the very first thing that he does is he starts working, uh, keeping his nation safe. It says that he put troops in all fortress cities of Judah and deployed home bases throughout the nation. So the guy is pretty smart, you know. But he hears all of a sudden these three nations are getting together. And the Bible says, Bible says that this event, this news shook him to the core. And he didn't know what to do. Have you ever been there before? Has there ever been an issue in your life where you're like, God, I don't. I really don't know what to do. This is a gigantic problem for me. There are these three people at work that they're ganging up on me. I don't know. One of them is my supervisor. I don't know how to deal with them. Have you ever gone through something in your life? Maybe, maybe you're in debt up to your eyeballs, and you're thinking, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I'm really not sure my, you know, my son or a relative, somebody in my family, you know, they, they got sick. They ended up in the hospital. Now, you know, I'm, I have dead after dead. My bills, the medical bills are coming. They're piling up. And it's not like I'm lazy or anything. I'm working hard, but more is going out than, it, than it's coming in. And I just, God, I don't know what to do. Have you ever been there? 
Have you ever waited for God? And you're praying for the one. And it's like, okay, Lord, I don't know what else to do. I'm waiting and waiting. I don't know. Maybe you're praying for that other person. There's a broken relationship in your life, and you're, work, you're waiting for, them, for their heart to be in the right place, for them to heal emotionally. And you're thinking, God, I don't know if I can handle this. Maybe you're, um, you were a part of a business venture, and you find out that your partner was actually stealing money from the company, and you almost went bankrupt. And you're thinking, God, I don't know how to figure this out. I don't know if I need to get the lawyers involved. I don't know if I need, what do I do with the, do I go, do I declare a bankruptcy? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. What do you do when your problem is bigger than yourself? So this is what Jehoshaphat did. This is what we looked at last week. The Bible says in verse 20, in chapter 20, verse 3, it says, He went to God for help. And ordered a what? Let's say it together, church. A nationwide fast. By the way, if you, um, if you were not here last week, we're actually doing a church fast together. And we want to begin. The reason why we're doing this is we want to begin the year with God. And we believe that if we do that, if we give God the first part of our year, he will redeem the rest. So maybe you just found out, you you didn't know, it's okay, you can get started right now. Okay, there's a a little bit of information on our website, feel free to look look that up. But this guy, the Bible says that these three nations are coming, right, to attack them. And it says that what he does is he orders a nationwide fast. I looked at that, first time I looked at it, I thought, this is insane. I mean, think about it. You don't fast to get physically strong, right? And so you, got, you have this nation that has to be physically strong to fight. I mean, they're not pushing buttons, right? These people are going to war. And you have this, this guy who's 35. I wonder if anybody said, I mean, this, this kid doesn't know what he's doing, right? Who's 35, and he says, what we're going to do is we're going to fast. And you don't fast to get food. You know, you need food. It's what... Some of, you, some of you who've been fasting last couple of days, a few days, you, you know how it feels, right? You feel like, good, you feel a little bit weak, you know? I bought McDonald's for the kids the other day, and um, that was tough, you know? I heard somebody else coming home um, on Friday, and their spouse had just made some chocolate chip cookies, and they're on the fast. And you're like, oh, I can't believe you. So you need, you need food, right, to fuel your body. And, um, and so, you know, it, it, even though in our own natural order of things, it doesn't make sense, in God's supernatural way of things, order of things, it's a little bit different. You know, when you look at Jesus, um, he would make some statements sometimes that were so countercultural. Like people would hear him say things and it would be like, what? Nobody had ever said anything like that. Like, he, he, he would say things like, he would say, um, so the last will be first, right? He says, the, the first will be last. He would say things like, well, if you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it, right? If you give up your life for me, you're going to gain it. Things that would, I mean, people would listen to that, and it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. He would say things like, um, if you want to stand out, If you want to make it in life, then take a step down. Be a servant. That's what he would say. Uh, Those that are 
who exalt themselves will be humble. Those who humble themselves will be exalted. And so Jehoshaphat, he does the one thing, the one thing that you and I need to do in 2015. Let's look at it. And this was a takeaway last week. Second Chronicles 20, verse 12. This is what he says. He says, we are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us. He says, we, we are, we, we have, there's nothing that we can do against these people. We do not know what to do. But we are looking to you for help. I want you to think about this for a minute, okay? He, he says to his people, he says to God, he's actually praying this. He says, God, this problem is bigger than me. It's bigger than our little nation. And we don't know what to do, but God, we are looking to you. Our eyes are on you. You know, uh, let me illustrate it like this. Every year, something will happen in your life that will remind you of the fact that you're not in control. You know, for Pastor Tim, it was this last Wednesday. Um, we were doing our vision night. It was a great vision night. We had probably the most people we've ever had. If you, if you don't know about our vision nights, we want to encourage you to come out there the first Wednesday of, of the month. We had a great, great night. He left, and he found out that his mentor, his good friend, one of our church, uh, our board members here at Momentum, had passed. Totally unexpected. Nobody thought that was going to happen. Every year, something will happen in your life that will remind you that you're not in control. Let me, let me illustrate it like this. I'm going to need some help. Um, would you guys, would you come this way real quick? Ryan, would you come this way real quick? Awesome. How about you guys give him a hand real quick? Awesome. want you guys to, um, if you would hold the, that, there you go, that string, and go that away. Awesome. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Tyler. Hold it all the way to the end. Tyler, I'm going to ask you, to, no, you guys come this way. Move this way a little bit. Both of you guys, you can do this. I believe it. I believe in you. You can do it. <laughs> awesome. Tyler, I'm going to ask you to blow that balloon, okay? Could you blow that up while I'm doing this one? Oh, he needs a second. Yes. Would you hold this for me? Yes, it is the same balloon that Frankie used. <laughs> A little bit more. You can do a little bit better. There you go. Thank you, brother. So, so every year, something will happen in your life that will remind you that you're not in control. Kind of like this balloon right here, right? You feel the pressure. Have you ever been there where you're just like, man, I feel like I'm going to blow up. I feel like I'm out of control. I feel like I, I just can't go any longer, right? And it's kind of like this. You know, you're all over the place, okay? And you're not sure, and you feel the pressure. you but at the same time, you feel a little bit depleted. It's like, God, I'm, I need you. I need your help. Now, here's the difference. When you're a Christian, when you're a believer, and your eyes are fixed on Christ, your eyes are fixed on God, it's kind of like this. Let me hold this, this part. Awesome. Would you let go of it? 
Awesome. Thank you so much. You guys give him a hand. The, the, pressure, the pressure is still there, right? You still feel like you're about to blow up, but all of a sudden there is a sense of direction. All of a sudden there is a sense of purpose. Okay, I get it. You know, man, this, what's happening to me, you know, my friend just got cancer. My mom, my dad, I just talked to somebody, a good friend of mine, who said my dad has cancer. I asked her how she was doing, and she said, man, you're not going to believe it. But I don't understand the peace that I have. It's like supernatural peace. Any other time in my life, I would have, it would have, it would have blown me. I mean, I would have been, there's, you know, I couldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to handle it. But because God is in me, all of a sudden I have a sense of purpose. All of a sudden I feel like I have a sense of direction and it changes things. Look at what the Bible says in this verse. Next verse we're going to put up on the screen. It says, many are the plans in the mind of a man. How many of you are planners? You love to plan. Raise your hand. Would you raise your hand? You love to think ahead. You're a strategic thinker. How many of you? Raise your hand. Awesome. The Bible says, many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will what? Say nice and loud. It is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. So reject the pressure. Reject the pressure to compete with God. I mean, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the God of this universe, the one that that spoke and created you, the one that just with a spoken word created the universe is telling you today, reject the pressure to compete with me. I want to be, be the one in control. I want to be the one that handles your life. So that was the takeaway last week. God, I don't know what to do. I have no idea, but my eyes are on you, and I am looking to you right now now we're going to move the story forward today now i want to ask you this question as we move forward what happens what happens when you fix your eyes on him what happens when you look to him when you fast and you pray and you serve him and you give and you feel like you're doing all those good things and nothing happens what then what happens when we, when we feel like, man, God, I'm being faithful to you. I'm being, I'm being a servant. I am, I am man, I'm, uh, you know, I'm coming. I'm, I'm doing my thing. And then you feel like man, nothing is happening. And you feel like God is silent. What then? What then? I want to ask you to do something for me, a little exercise that hopefully it'll help you remember the message a little bit better. I'm going to ask you, if you would please stand up real quick. Everybody in here, if you're watching online, would you please stand as well? I want you to stand still for one minute. One minute. Don't say anything to anybody. Um, And I'm going to time us. One minute, we're going to stand still.
Okay, you may be seated. That was 40 seconds. <laughs> How does that feel? Talk to me. Kind of uncomfortable, right? Alex, you just wasted a minute of my life. What are you, what are you doing? You know, for me, it felt real uncomfortable to have you there look at me. I'm like, okay, this is not good. Not a good illustration. <laughs> you know, I hate to wait. I hate to stand still. Like, I'm one of those guys at the grocery store at Walmart or whatever. Like, I switch lines. You know, I'm, like, going back and forth to see which one's moving faster. Like, if you've ever driven with me, you know, I'm, like, and there's a traffic jam. I'm, like, going between the cars, trying to move forward. I hate waiting. I want to show you a picture of two pictures. One is my most miserable day on planet Earth. Most miserable day, it was New Year's um, Eve, and um, I was at Magic, it was two years ago, Magic Kingdom. So, um, yeah, I remember we, the whole family was there. We actually stood in line for three and a half hours for Space Mountain. It's a, if, if you haven't been there, it's a 90-second ride. <laughs> three and a half hours. I mean, I hated it. I'll never forget it. New Year's Eve. Okay. Now, I want to show you one of my happiest days on earth. Take a look. This was universal this year. <laughs> so instead of going on New Year's Eve, what we decided to do was go the next day on the New Year's Day. While everybody got drunk and wasted the previous night and they were all asleep, my family all of our kids, my wife and I, we took the kids and we went to the park at 7.50 and this, it, was, it looked like that. I was like, yes, this is awesome. doesn't get any better. Than, I mean, we, there was a little sign that said five minute wait. That wasn't true. You would go all the way through. It wasn't but a 30 second wait, if that. And I mean, I would bring the kids and we, we did like six, seven riots in, like, in an hour. And man, this is awesome. I, that was me, actually. It wasn't the kids. It was primarily me. <laughs> Nobody likes to wait because waiting is an inconvenience, isn't it? Waiting is like, ah, oh, man, I hate, I hate to do this. I want you to look at what the verse says that we're looking at today. A couple of verses that we'll be looking at today. Verse 13 says this. As all the men, remember, these three armies are coming to get Je- Jehoshaphat's nation, Okay. It says, as all the men of Judah, what's the next word, brother? Stood, right? They were just standing still. As all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives, and children. It's interesting, isn't it? Who's there? Who's standing there? Who's waiting? Okay, the men. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, they're the ones that are going to battle. But who else is there? Like the wives and the little and the children. And it says the little ones, even the babies were there. Which to me was, man, it blew my mind when I read that. Now look at verse 16. This is what God says to them. He says, tomorrow, march out against them, and you will find them coming up. But you will not, you will not need to fight. Take your positions, and then, let's say it together, stand still. Wow! I read that and I thought, this blew my mind. I couldn't, they're going to go all the, all the way. They're going to march to meet them basically halfway. And then God is saying to them, 
saying, you're going to stand still. You're going to wait. And I thought maybe that's what God wants you to do this year. Maybe he's asking you to slow down. And, and I don't know your personality, but maybe you're a, a go-getter. You always go, 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 go. And maybe what God is asking of you in 2015 is, would you just slow down? Would you just stand still? Would you not be like that dog that's, you know, pulling his master wherever he's go, wherever he's going, he's just pulling him, you know? Would you allow, would you allow some margin in your life for my spirit to work in your life? Would you just please, would you just stand still and wait on me? Reminds me of um, the story of the, the guy, businessman, young executive businessman who was, um, he had just gotten a brand new car, and he was flying through this neighborhood. I mean, he just like, I don't know if it was a BMW or a Bentley or something. It would, I mean, he was just, and there was a park with kids, and there were kids playing all over the place. And all of a sudden, as he's driving, he's just flying, had a meeting. Um, as he's driving, he sees this brick out of the corner of his eye, and he hits his car, puts a huge dent. In his car, and he just breaks, backs up, gets out, and says, "What?" Are you? He looks at a kid. The kid was crying, and he says, "What are you thinking? Are you out of your mind? What are you doing? Brand new car. I just got this." And the the kid says, "I'm so sorry, sir. I'm so sorry. I was trying to get somebody's attention. My brother, my brother." And he took him behind two or three cars that were parked by the side uh, by the sidewalk says my brother he's in a wheelchair and he just fell down he's handicapped he just fell down and i cannot get him up would you help me would you help me and he goes over there sure enough enough his brother was there he picked him up put him on a chair says thank you sir i'm so sorry thank you then he left The, the the boy took his brother home this guy gets in the car drives away and a couple of months later he's telling his friend the story and his friend looks at him and says, man, when are you going to get your car fixed? It's about time. It's been a couple of months. I mean, it doesn't look good with that huge dent on the side of the road, on the side of the car. You know, it doesn't look good. And he says, I'm not going to get it fixed. I'm going to leave it there as a reminder not to move through life so fast that someone has to throw a brick at me to slow down. So maybe God is saying, Today, maybe he's saying, you know, would you just, would you just stand still? Would you just slow down a tad? A couple of verses and we'll be done. Verse 20. It says, early in the morning, the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And on the way, Jehoshaphat, what's the next word? Yeah, on the way, Jehoshaphat stopped. And said, listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be able to stand. Let's say it again. You will be able to stand firm. Thank you. Believe, and you'll be able to stand firm. Believe in, the, in his prophets. And you will succeed. So, you know, when you don't know what to do, we're going to fix our eyes on him, like the balloon. That's what gives us purpose. And then we're going to wait. 
You know, I, I get it. You know, in our own natural way of things, waiting is a waste of time, right? Waiting is like, nobody likes it. It's an inconvenience. I get that. But in God's supernatural order of things, when we're waiting, that's when he's growing us. That's when he's molding us according to his image. That's when he's making us better and stronger. So maybe this year, um, as you wait on the Lord, maybe this is a verse that you need to memorize. Isaiah 40, verse 31. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Man, I love that verse. Those who what? Who wait on the Lord. I guess it's like this. Take a look at this last picture. Can you see? Can you tell what it is? It's an oyster. Can you see what's in the middle? It's a pearl, right? We need to learn the lesson of the of the oyster. The, the oyster will take an inconvenience, a grain of sand. Have you ever had a little grain of sand? You're at the beach, and it hits you, and it's like, oh, no, and it's just irritating your eye. Has that, has that ever happened to you? And you're like, man, I can't get it out. The oyster will take an inconvenience, a grain of sand, and will turn it, it'll turn it into, into a pearl. So here's a takeaway for today. If you don't get anything else, I hope you get this. If God brings me to it, he will bring me through it. Can we all, can we all say that today? But let's, let's personalize it. If God brings me to it, he will bring me through it. Can we all say that? Would you repeat after me? If God brings me to it, he will bring me through it. Let's say it one more time. I want you to retain it. If God brings me to it, he will bring me through it. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? You, um, you know, last week Pastor Tim shared a, a story about momentum, how he got started. And it was through prayer and fasting. Incredible story. I encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast I love to hear the story of how this, this is not just a church. This is a movement of Almighty God. What you may not know is that there were people praying for about 10 years that God would send a godly man and a godly family to this community, to this area, and would start a church for 10 years. Who, who does that? Who prays for 10 years for a pastor who was in town and then left to minister somewhere else? 10 years. And I believe that God honored those people. I believe that God honored those prayers because they waited. They waited faithfully and patiently. And many of you, you're sitting here and you get to see what happens when we fix our eyes on Him, when our eyes are on Him, and we wait. Pastor Tim was actually scheduled to be in St. Pete this weekend. He was actually going to be at a small startup church called Radius Church. 
you may not know this, but Momentum supports them financially every month. Every month. In the last less than three months, they actually started the same day we started Navarre. In the last three months, they've, um, I think they've handed out over 700 meals to their community. For Thanksgiving, I think they did like over 300. And so God is working not just in Gulf Breeze, not just in Navarre, not just in St. Pete, not, not just online, but all over the world. And God is using the prayers of those people who for 10 years they said, we're, we're going to believe God for greater things. And I believe that it was in the waiting. It was when they waited and they did not give up that they said, that God said, you know what? I see your faithfulness. So maybe you're here today and um, there's something in your life that you need to wait on. It could be that, man, you're ready for a spouse. Maybe you've been through a difficult divorce. Maybe you've been through a difficult relationship and you're just waiting on God. And God is saying, those who wait on the Lord, just wait. Don't get ahead of me. Reject the pressure to control. Let me handle it. What is it that you need to wait on? There's one exception to the rule, and as we come to the end of our gathering, there's one, one thing God will not ever make you wait on, and that is when you give your life to Him. You know, like if my kids, sometimes they'll come to me and they'll say, oh, Dad, you know, let's play, let's wrestle, let's play video games or whatever. You know, there's times when I say, oh, man, I'm tired. I've had a long day. Can, can that wait? Can we do it tomorrow? Natalie, Natalie, our youngest one. So she's six. She came to me this week and she said, Daddy, Daddy, would you read me a story? And I was working on something at that moment. I said, Honey, can I, would you wait just a minute? Would you wait? I'm going to, in a minute, we're going to, I'll read it, okay? God will never, He'll never do that to you if you're ready to step over the line of faith. I believe there are some people here and you're checking this whole faith thing out. I believe there are some people in this room right now that God is calling your name and he's saying, if today, if, if this day, if you hear me and it's in your heart, it may have not been anything I had to say, but I believe some people in here, you're in your heart, you're, you feel like God is saying, take the step of faith. That's the one exception God will never ask you to wait on. So we're going to give you a chance to um, start the year the right way, 2015, a brand new year. You can be a brand new you. You struggle with depression. You struggle with anxiety. You struggle with anger. You struggle with purity. Whatever it is that's, that's, that's a stretch for you, God can heal you of that if you just take the step. God has already taken the step, and he said, I've sent your, my son for you. Now it's your step. I've given you the gift. It's up to you to receive it or not. And we want to give you a chance. So if today, for the first time, you want to pray this prayer, the prayer doesn't save you. It's the attitude of your heart. If you want to, if you want to say yes to God for the first time, would you pray this with us? We're going to pray it out loud, church, to encourage those that are going to pray it for the first time. Dear God, I believe in you. 
I believe you died for me. I believe you gave your son for me. And I believe I'm victorious because of you. I believe you are alive today. You did not die on a cross. And that was the end. You died and you rose again. So today I take the step of faith. The best way I know how, I give you my life. Thank you for your forgiveness. In Jesus' name, amen.